why after all this time, with all this technology, look around, look around where we have gotten to, where we live right now, and the intellect and the advances and the innovations our civilization has achieved, why are we still so morally broken? I think that's a fair question to poke at these other ideas. This is Study with Friends, a weekly dive into the answers and questions we find in the Bible, in the church, and in the broader Christian faith. I'm Paige, and this week we are continuing our look at apologetics and evangelism as Holly and Kathy continue to discuss Holly's book and accompanying video series, Searching for God. Study with Friends uses long-form programming, and this episode is a part of a series. You can get the rest of the episodes, learn more about the guests in this series, about the resources we provide, and about the larger work we are doing at studywithfriends.org. I'd like to spend a significant amount of time in our time left um, about what makes Christianity unique Mm -hmm. and what do we do with that. Um, Is there anything before I walk away from the major competing world ideas, naturalism, relativism, and pluralism, before I go away from that, is there anything you want no, to... No, my, my couple of questions that I had, and, and I think they're going to really relate to our next section because this is one of those areas where, again, as the apologist, so to speak, as the as the believer speaking it, I think that we, in some ways, suffer from relativ- relativism. I'm sorry, pluralism. And so I would say, you know, if you're a believer in Christ who is thinking pluralism is true or that it's okay or that... Um, you know, why would that be? And, and to really reflect on yourself. Tell me what you mean by, I think we all can suffer from, from this. So I just want you to put a cap on that. Yeah. One of, one of the questions that I have, and this comes up a lot in, in my own faith, someone who believes in something different than me could be a better person than me. What do you mean by better person? Kinder, gives more, shows up more right? Does things that are really loving and, you know, uh, fosters really good relationships, things like that. Like on, on paper, so to speak, I I hate to use expressions, but on paper, so to speak, they look really, really good. Mm -hmm. And they believe in something totally different than me. Mm -hmm. I believe that Christ, and we're just doing the Beatitudes in the book of Luke and the one study that I'm in. And so he asks us to show mercy and to be good and to love on people who don't love us and to be forgiving. And I do not do those things well, <laughs> right? I just don't. And I, I work on them and I want to honor those things and I pray about those things. And yet I don't really do them well. And I can see other people who might do them better than me. And they don't believe in what I believe in. Right. And so how can I then say uh, another example is, as I know, uh, another religious community actually moved in to a community that was somewhat partially Christian and they moved in and they slowly moved family in and they cleaned up the whole area. Mm. No more drugs in the area, much less violent crime in the area. Stores went up in the area and I don't necessarily see that in Christian communities. Right. And so either as a Christian or as someone who is not a Christian, how can I account for that? How can I say that our faith is better when I see people of other faiths possibly doing better things? Mm -hmm. So as a Christian, these are some of the questions that I have for myself and I have for other people. 
uh, and that I wrestle with mm -hmm. because we don't always look like Jesus looks. Yeah, we mostly don't. Right. And some other faiths look, could look better. I know it's a could. That's why I say could. I, no, I actually I think what you're, uh, you're leading us right into where we need to go next, which is perfect. Thank you. First of all, we talked about this. I think that Christians can sometimes become unnecessarily insular. Where you know what they say, the Sunday morning is the most segregated day of the you know time of the week or day of the week time and whatever. Like we just go into our little churches and <laughs> we're not out um, doing the work because we're actually fighting with each other. My brand of my flavor of Christianity is right, yours is wrong. Egalitarianism, complementarianism, dispensationalism, uh, Arminianism. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like we we love to have those arguments yep. we love inside our, our yeah. own churches and with other churches. So we are a people who feel like we have some truth and often get it wrong as far as how we live that out. I will say there are a lot of Christians who are doing the good things. So, and if we're really living biblically, we are doing those mm -hmm. things. What you're saying is your personal experience, which is I see other people who don't struggle with, I'm going to say the word charity. Mm -hmm. And that, cause that to me covers, um, charity of like my, uh, I, I can give you grace, uh, you're a jerk, but I can love you anyway. I'm out there doing the things, boots on the ground. So I'm just going to put that under sure. like charity. Just because you see somebody who's doing that doesn't mean that they're not struggling with other brokenness. And I think, and, and we're, I think we're all working in a, in a, uh, in an understanding of, we would like, most of us are working in an understanding. We'd like to be a better person today than we were yesterday. And that is, that is rife in all our culture. Like that's what, that's what people want. That's what society wants. That's what we talk about. You should do better. Stop being like that. Be like this. It goes back to relativism, which is why, why is your way? Yeah. Why is this better? And that's why I said, what do you mean by better? Mm -hmm. uh, but I don't think anyone can argue. No one can argue that the human condition is we are not able to consistently do that. And I think what you transparently shared is I'm not able to consistently mm -hmm. do that. That's a great springboard um, with people who you're talking about and say, I'm, I'm not able to consistently be the person that I want to be. Paul says that mm -hmm. I do what I don't want to do. And what I want to do, I can't do it. Yeah. That's so common. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't care who you are. If some, if you run into a person who's like, no, every day I wake up and I'm exactly the person I want to be. And I don't make any mistakes. Mm -hmm. I don't hurt anybody. And nothing goes wrong for me. Then they should start their own religion because they found something <laughs> right. that None actually is impossible. Yeah. So I think most people, if you're, if you're gentle will be honest and say, yeah, I mean, I'm do I do good things, but I struggle with, you know, I struggle with getting things wrong. I hurt people sometimes. I accidentally hurt people or say dumb things or do dumb things. I've done things in my past or you, 
if you if we are transparent, this is remember one of the tactics that I shared was disarm and deconstruct. Mm-hmm. I think it's really disarming for you to share that. Mm-hmm. For you to be like, man, I wish that I could do that more consistently. But I find that my stuff gets in the way. And I think if you're disarming somebody, they're going to tell you. Mine, that happens to me too. Yeah. You know, and then you have, then you have the opening to talk about the uniqueness of Christianity because most people would agree humanity has a problem. Again, all you have to do is look for five minutes on a news channel to see that we cannot stop killing each other, going to war, um, you know, killing ourselves mm-hmm. with drugs and and bullying each other. And like, we can't stop this. There is a problem. And Christianity offers a unique resolution to that problem. So I think what 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 you've introduced is actually a perfect way to to talk to people who are in those other spaces. Um, and be sure, you know, that, that they are experiencing the brokenness that you're experiencing. They are. It's hard to know that in an Instagram world where they're putting the best Mm -hmm. moment of their day, which by the way, they've taken 17 times to make sure it comes across the right way. It's hard to accept that in an Instagram world, but the truth is it's there. And if we can be vulnerable with each other, if we can be transparent and open with each other, we can get to the conversation that says, there's a problem. Mm -hmm. People have a problem. And what do we do with this problem? And again, Christians know we would call it a sin problem. Right. We have to try to stay, try to stay away from the buzzwords if possible. I mean, there might be a time that the Lord leads you to say exactly what, you know, we as Christians call this a sin problem um, to just start helping people adapt to the language that we use. But the words brokenness or broken or, um, you know, we we hurt people. We are hurt and yeah. we hurt people. You you make your way through any given conversation, however the Lord leads and that other your conversational partner leads. But that's the fundamental problem, right, is that Sin and evil live in us. Yeah. What do we do with that? And again, I don't know. I guess there are people who would blow smoke and say, I don't have a problem with mm-hmm. that. <laughs> Those people, you usually got to pray for them because yep. they, they, um, yeah, I don't think they're in touch with reality. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not trying to be judgmental, <clears throat> but I, I'm doing my best and every day I mess up. Yeah. I still mess up. And, it seems to me that that's the common experience. And it seems to me that when we look around at wars and wars global and like in neighborhoods and it's not that hard to see that this is the truth. And if we're such an evolved civilization, why is that still happening? Yeah. Why have we not gotten there yet? Mm-hmm. What's the problem? And so the, this is now when things begin to converge. Yeah. So we've talked about relativism and the moral uh, truth. And it's like, well, society 
evolved to create these morals and like then why aren't we all following that what's the problem do you think what do you think is keeping us all from doing the stuff we're supposed to be doing that's a great question to ask people because especially someone who believes that competing idea says what's right for you what's right for me there is no absolute truth it's all any moral uh, law that we've evolved into it's just so, because we've evolved as a civilization okay then what what why after all this time with all this technology look around look around where we have gotten to where we live right now and the intellect and the advances and the innovations our civilization has achieved why are we still so morally broken yeah i think that's a fair question i think so too to poke at these other ideas yep and that's um chapter 19 uh, and we call it the fundamental problem Mm -hmm. um in fact brandon i i love um his quote here he says brandon mcguire who was the documentary filmmaker of the video series that Mm -hmm. we're using Brandon says, the problem isn't just around us, it's also within us. And that's a really sort of short, nailed it way to summarize what I just said. Yeah. Tell me how that's landing with you. Well, I have been around someone who does not think the problem is within them. So I do want to let you know that it is out there. (laughs) Uh, I'd like to meet that person. Yeah, it's... um, it's frustrating only because internally I know that I have such brokenness mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and it, there's a freedom there. And mm-hmm. so, uh, when I admit that freedom, Oh, that's why I need a savior. Right. There's, there's say just that such there's fear in right. that person that you're talking about. I don't know that person. Absolutely. But there's fear in being honest. Yeah. Would be my guess. Yeah. I'm not a psychologist. I know. But. And I would agree with you. And, uh, and and I get frustrated and I have to pull back from that frustration. But I've actually, you know, like I said, I've been there where, and, and there's a lot of pulling yourself up by your bootstraps kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, no, we just need to be better in the morning. We just need to wake up and, and do better and be better. And so that idea of recognizing the in, internal brokenness. Mm-hmm. And I work in a high school. Wait, before you go into yeah. that. If that person says we just have to do better, mm-hmm. my question I think would be, what do you mean we and what do you mean better? Yeah. Good questions. Because if that person is saying, well, I just did better, maybe I would say, have you experienced times where you just needed to do better? Mm-hmm. And how did you accomplish that? Yeah. You can give them a chance to tell you all about how they were better. But what you can circle back to is then there was a time you weren't as good, Mm -hmm. which means you had a problem. Right. And you solved it in yourself. Was there ever a time where you struggled with solving it in yourself? I just was, I just heard something in you and you said the word better. That's a, that's a term that implies. There wasn't a time where you were better. Right. Yeah. Of I needed to improve I wasn't what I should yeah, be. Good. Yeah. And saying I wasn't what I should be comes back to who says. Yeah. Right. Who says? 
And how did you determine you weren't what you should? I just wanted to. No, that's great. That's good. That yeah. In. Sorry. Go ahead about the uh, high school. I well, know. I was going to say, yeah, working in the high school. <clears throat> and I, I'm an old person now. And so I'm like, this generation. <laughs> You're not right? Old. Like, I, well, you know. <laughs> Get off my lawn. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Go run over to the neighbor's house. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but I, obviously, I joke. And, and I, I really enjoy this age. I am in high school, so I enjoy high school age something like 14 to 17, 14 to 18, something like that. And, and I enjoy it, but uh, there's a, a huge prevalence of um, it's all their fault, right? Like mean? it's, so, so it's everything on the outside. I do what I do because the outside forces me to do that. And so I watch that come up. I mean, not, not, not their fault. Totally not their okay, fault. Okay, I got you. Completely not their fault. It's someone else who did something to me yeah. or someone else who provoked that in me or someone else who caused me to do that. And what I did wasn't as bad as what they did to me first or what I experienced from them first. And so as a believer, right, I go, no, 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 it's inside. It's inside. Mm -hmm. Don't forget. It's coming from here. Yeah. If it didn't come from here, it wouldn't come out here. That's right. Right. It wouldn't, it, it wouldn't manifest itself in something that isn't from the inside. So just these small ways of seeing how this this generation is growing up and, and again, they're young, right? Young brains are different than older brains, mature brains. And so watching them say everything is from the outside and nothing is internal mm -hmm. makes me frustrated in that. I'm like, no, it's all internal. And mm -hmm. of course there's outside forces because the outside forces have the internal also. Wait, I have a great <laughs> example for you and you can use it with the kids. Okay. <clears throat> I think it's Paul Tripp. I think it's Paul Tripp who did, who sh showed me this for the first time. You have a water bottle there. Yeah. Okay, so pick it up. Oh, yep, yep. Do you know this? Yes, I do. Okay, if you okay. were to take the lid off that bottle mm -hmm. and shake it, mm -hmm. what would happen? The water would splash everywhere. Why? Because it's inside. Nope. <laughs> why would most people say? Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, why so would I'm shaking the bottle. Right. Why? Why? So why is the water coming out? Because I'm shaking it. Okay. Because I was like, I couldn't. So if I took the lid off and didn't shake that, the water wouldn't come out. Right. But if I took the lid off and shake it, yeah. the water's going to come out. Yeah. If you say to a person, why is the water coming out? Because you shook it. Right. No. Because there was water in there to begin right. with. Water's coming out because there was water in there. Yeah. The shaking it. Right. Is. Is an external force or whatever. Is an external whatever, thing. Yeah. But if the water wasn't in there in the first place, you could shake that bottle all day right. long Nothing and no water come out. And that's a good way to remind people that that's what's happening inside yeah. is what they need to deal with yeah. and not what's happening outside. Right. And that manifests outside. Right. Yeah. Yes. Good. Rem I know. I'm sorry. I answered. I answered, answered it because I knew way. it. Yeah. I knew it. <laughs> you cheated. Sorry. <laughs> but it's a good example, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. It's a great example. Great yeah. visual. Yeah. I think so too. So yeah, that is a common perception. Yeah. The problem isn't in me. Mm -hmm. It's around me. Yeah. But it's than everyone else. It's not because we react based on this is convicting me because I know that this is so true for me. I react not because of what something said, someone said or did, but because of what's in me. Mm -hmm. Like one of my one of my problems is I'm defensive. So as soon as as soon as my intentions seem to have been misread, I knew my intentions. And I try to defend my intentions. But the truth is, my actions were my actions. Mm -hmm. doesn't, to a certain degree, they're indefensible because I did them and they hurt someone. And so it doesn't matter what I intended. Here's what actually happened. Mm -hmm. 
And I um, have the tendency to defend. That's a, like that's a problem of mine. I am defensive. I will run to. It's not what you think. Yeah, which invalidates what you just experienced, and that's not right. Uh, there's another analogy that I wanted to um, bring up that's related to that. Oh, oh, no, not an analogy. It was actually a bumper sticker. It said, um, we want to be judged on our intentions, but we judge other people on their actions. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly right. Right. You know, I, all I can see is your actions. I can't see your intentions. Mm-hmm. So your actions have to line up with your intentions. And if they don't, that's on you. Right. And that's brokenness. Like, I, how often do my actions not align with my intentions? A lot of times when I'm emotionally involved. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, all of that is is true. And helping people see the inside stuff. Again, all of this is a journey. Some people are going to see it right away. And some people, right. it's going to take a minute. Right. And this is great as a, a, again, as someone on the other side, right? As somebody, as, as me talking to you, right? As a non-believer, right? As me talking to you as a non-believer. I have to worry about what's on the inside when I'm talking to you. Mm-hmm. What is my intention? Do I love you enough to show you Jesus or do I want you to think yeah. that I'm right? That's so good. Right? I and I that's me. This you see you're defensive. That's me. My pride. I'm right and you have to realize and recognize that I'm right and my faith is right. Mm-hmm. And so that gets in the way every time when I try to argue somebody into this position. Yeah. Yeah. Do I love you that I want you to spend eternity with Jesus? Yeah. Right? And the holiest of holies. Or do I want you to think that I'm right? That's hard. It's so hard. Um, one of the things I say to my girls a lot is, do you want to be right or do you want to be in relationship? Because mm-hmm. a lot of times those two things are in conflict. So you need to lay down the need to be right. In fact... I deal with that too, by the way. I have a book here. It's I think it's called um, Getting Over the Need to Be Right. Or something. Great it's title. literally great. <laughs> Make I, it obvious for I us, didn't please. finish it. So there you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because it was super convicting. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's about brokenness in us. Mm-hmm. Right, right, I mean, something in our past made us feel like we have to prove ourselves. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's the bottom line. Yeah. And that's brokenness. It's not, that's not healthy. And that's what we're swirling around that there that we all have some brokenness some sin some i'm going to say brokenness again but 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 it it is sinful yeah if we um pri- you nailed it by saying pride you short you shorthand it you're like my pride yeah so you you zoomed right in on the sin because you know you've been working with it you've been trying to deal with it yeah and god's i'm sure dealing with it in you but we can't ever really overcome it. And that's uh, without, without the blood of Christ. Yeah. And that's the rub is we keep trying to do stuff in our own strength. We cannot, and we get frustrated. And that's, that's what we, um, that's the sort of the introduction to um, what makes Christianity unique because the way that Christianity solves the main problem of humanity, which is this brokenness, evil, sin, is unique. This program is produced by Study with Friends. Learn more about us at studywithfriends.org and sign up there for email devotionals or download our Bible studies for free. If you are blessed by our work, please consider supporting our ministry with a donation. 
We believe in the local church. Please find a congregation where you can plug in and experience all aspects of the Christian life. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time when we study with friends.